At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you in on this Saturday, February 4th. My assumption is wherever you're watching or listening from, it's cold. Michael Lombardi, I looked at Ocean City. I have the list of friends and family that I look every morning at the weather. And when I woke up this morning, Ocean City, New Jersey was at a very chilly 18 degrees. You got a polar vortex, an Arctic blast, whatever you're dealing with. I say good morning to you. And it is quite frigid there. Yeah, and I, I got my hand warmers, so don't worry, Patrick. I'm good. I, I can navigate this. I'll toughen up here. But uh, what makes Ocean City so unique is those breezes. You know, they're supposed to be tropical breezes. But when you get this polar vortex, it's uh, those breezes aren't so tropical. Walking the dogs into the wind will be the hardest thing I have to do all day today. I can promise you that. It is frigid below zero there in New York City. Mount Washington, which is... I think New Hampshire, somewhere up there, they had 100, minus 118 wind chill. So, again, be safe out there if you are outside. If not, stay inside. Enjoy the Lombardi line here on VSIN. We're happy to have you as we are now a week and a day out from the Super Bowl. Of course, the Eagles laying a point and a half right now. The Chiefs opened up a favorite. We have plenty of time to get to the number. We have plenty of time to get to the gambling ramifications, Michael Lombardi, as we start. But let's start here and have a little fun with Andy Reid. 14 years in Philadelphia, so this game, it means more. It's not personal, Tony. It's strictly business. (laughs) So maybe you should, I don't know if people could hear that, but it's not personal, Sonny. It's strictly business. I think we should start with your take on that quote, and then we'll get into Andy Reid and the Philadelphia Connection. Well, you know, I wrote that in the for the VEASAN newsletter for the VEASAN online site, which today's newsletter from Bill A.D. was just incredible. You know, his, his the, I can't wait for his book about living in hotels, exceeding Howard Hughes's stay in hotel rooms in Vegas and where are the places to eat and all the recommendations you know, Gil Alexander gives to the people if they're coming to Vegas for the Super Bowl. Great email. You should sign up for it. It's really it pays for itself. But. What, what I wrote about this week was whatever you have a divorce in the NFL, Andy Reid leaves, Jeff Lurie, they, they mutually apart a degree ways. Look, it was a great run. But at the end, and Donovan, when they traded Donovan McNabb and Kevin Cobb wasn't ready to be the next guy, there kind of fell a little disconnect. And I think at some point the owner wanted to kind of get control back of his organization. 
because Andy was running everything at the time. So that split happened, and and before you know it, Andy's in Kansas City, and he's got that thing turned around immediately. And naturally, Philadelphia hired Chip Kelly. They got it. They made a playoff. Didn't work out. Then they win a Super Bowl with Peterson. Andy wins a Super Bowl with Mahomes. So they all have gone and had success. However, that doesn't mean this game doesn't mean an awful lot. They're going to say all the right things. Everybody's going to agree. Everybody's going to play happy. A lot of people are going to take credit that they don't deserve credit for the winning in Kansas City and the winning in Philadelphia, even though they weren't even in either place. But I will say this. This game means a lot. This is personal. It means a lot to Philly, and it means a lot to Andy Reid and the Chiefs. So I think you've got to play that into your handicapping a little bit because this is, this is just not, hey, I'm, I'm coaching against Doug Peterson, one of my former coaches. This is I'm going against an organization. And there's a lot of people in Philadelphia, starting with Angelo Cataldi on WIP, who I do every Friday. He's not an Andy Reid fan. So when he left, there wasn't this, oh, my God, we lost the greatest coach of all time. It was like, okay, good enough. We're gone. And then they win with Peterson. They, they won with Kelly, didn't like him. Win with Peterson, liked him, and now they're on to Seriani. So life changes. Hit it, Elliot. Let's go. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I want to hear it again. It's not personal, Sonny. It, okay, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I, let's can have a little fun. Whoever Angela Pataldi is. is let, let me just say this about yeah, Angela Pataldi. There, there are four names ahead of Andy Reid. Landry, Belichick, Alice, and Shula. All-time winning as coaches. So, uh, Angela, he, I don't know why he doesn't like him, but he should. And Andy Reid, of course, just a little background, Michael Lombardi, just down the road from me, grew up lo- Los Feliz, a vendor at Dodger Stadium as a kid, uh, started off at Glendale at a community college, went to BYU, Lavelle Edwards, you've heard of him. That's where he hooked up with sure. Mike Holmgren. Holmgren brought him on the staff at Green Bay. He flipped the job from Green Bay, of course, working with Favre after Ray Rhodes was let go. These are all people you know very well. He takes over Philadelphia, 99, goes through 2012. That's 14 years. Five NFC, NFC championship appearances and a Super Bowl where he lost to the Patriots. He had a hell of a run with the Philadelphia Eagles. No doubt. And let me give you a little background. So... You know, Philadelphia has Ray Rhodes. Jeff Lurie, Joe Banner was the president at the time. Jeff Lurie was the owner. And when Ray, when, when Ray Rhodes was getting ready to, uh, they were get, that, that, that ended with Ray Rhodes in Philadelphia. There was Brian Bottas, Bottas 1-800-Bucket, was working yes. at Philadelphia. Now, he worked with Andy Reid. He worked with Andy Reid. And he really provided the insight to Lurie and Banner that enabled Andy Reid to get that job. Like, everybody takes credit for Reed. It's funny. I listen to some of the people taking credit for Kyle Shanahan coaches. Kyle Shanahan's father begged me to hire him as the offensive coordinator in Cleveland when he got fired in Washington. And, and when we interviewed him, as I said, he sh- we should have hired him as the head coach. He was that impressive. So people have revisionist history. Brian Daybolt, in that year that we, we hired Kyle Shanahan in Cleveland, he was nobody wanted to hire Brian as an offensive coordinator. So people have this revisionist history about what actually transpires in the league. I don't. I'll admit I made a mistake. I'll admit something. But a lot of people want to take credit for things. But Brian was really the conduit. And the other conduit, believe it or not, was Ray Rhodes. Ray Rhodes is the one who introduced the Eagles to Andy Reid. Ray Rhodes wanted to hire Andy Reid, and, and Green Bay would never let him out. They would never let him out. And that, that is how it got started. You know, and then credit Philly for hiring him. They deserve credit for hiring him and giving him. I can remember I was with Millie in a, in a kitchen uh, store, picking out stuff. We were remodeling the house in Ocean City, and I spent an hour on the phone, much to the chagrin of Millie, discussing the Eagle organization because I had worked there and how Andy would apply that there. We had an hour and a half long conversation about the job, whether he should take the job or not take the job. And eventually he did. And eventually he ended up running the organization and and got to a lot of conference championships. Just couldn't get over the hump, couldn't beat New England in the Super Bowl. Andy Reid taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl? It's what, Elliot? Go ahead. Hit it. (laughs) We got our 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 lines mixed up. It's not good. It'll get get better. It'll get 
that you heard it. Here's a couple of things. One, the philosophy remains the same. And when we break down the game, Michael, you talked a lot about Kansas City, their defensive front, the Eagles, their offensive front, and vice versa. Well, the philosophy with Andy Reid, his philosophy in Philadelphia, he had 12 first-round draft picks when he was there. Eight were spent on linemen, both offensive and defensive. And as a matter of fact, Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox, he drafted them. So his philosophy, you think of Andy Reid as opening up the passing game and getting wild with throwing, but his philosophy goes to that line of scrimmage, and that was the philosophy there with Philadelphia. And, but the reason Andy got hired is because that philosophy fit what was Jeff Lurie and Banner's philosophy there in Philadelphia. They, they, and that's carried on since Banner's left, since Reed's left. That philosophy is part of the foundation Correct. of the Philadelphia Eagles. And so that's what I've often said. That's how you gain – when the owner gives you the foundation, when the owner says, I want to be great, I don't want to go to a game where I'm not good in the offensive and the defensive lines. When he just says that, that's all he really needs to say. When that's the mandate, when that is the mandate, then you know, you know how to build a team. And that has taken – that formula stands time immemorial. It, it goes on forever. It's always going to work. It worked when Curly Lambeau was coaching. It worked when Paul Brown was coaching. It's going to work when I'm long gone from this earth. It's going to continue to work because football is a game of violence between the, in the tackles. That's what wins games. That determines who's in control. It determines who's not in control. And I think that ultimately organizations lose sight of that because they kid themselves and thinking, well, we'll get the ball out quick. You know, we'll be able to mask the offensive line. Let's take another receiver here. And you can't. You can't fudge around it. you got to deal with it. Because there's always a play, Colton Miller not blocking Nick Bosa, interception, Raiders lose. It wasn't Nick Colton Miller's fault. I'm not blaming him for the loss. But there's always a play that happens in the game that's up front that causes you to lose. And if you don't have that, you're never going to win. Uh, I, the look ahead is awesome. Remember, it's for VEASAN pros. You can go sign up right now, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We're going to continue with this read thread because, Michael, you know, the two young quarterbacks – of course, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, the Kelsey brothers, I'm sure you've heard they're related. They play on one, the Eagles, the other, the Chiefs. But I think the big story is Andy Reid. And you just mentioned it with Laurie and his relationship with those in Philly. Reid, you know him well. He doesn't seem to have a lot of enemies. Like the dude gets along with pretty much everybody. Yeah, but he's really tough. Like, he makes decisions. Like, he's let coaches go. He's made decisions. He, he's made bad ones, too, now. You know, hiring Juan Castillo as his defense coordinator wasn't a good one. But everybody does. Bill hiring Matt Patricia as his offense coordinator, not a good idea. Like, the, everybody has pro, Everybody, We all make mistakes. But it's how do you recognize the mistake? Is it a sunk cost fallacy? You know, one of the things I think that Andy kind of has not revered here. I mean, it's interesting. Peterson has a statue in Philadelphia and Andy Reid doesn't. Well, Andy <laughs> Reid's win percentage in the playoffs wasn't as good, right? I mean, it wasn't as good as, as anybody. I mean, the guy's been to four conference championship games. I mean, you know, he's won the conference championship four times. So, you know, that's a remarkable, remarkable achievement. It's cold up in New England, and our viewing audience on Nesson just took a ricochet shot. Michael Lombardi bring it up. Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator on this February 4th. I, that was uncalled I, I didn't for. mean it like that. I just, I know, I, I I just know, meant I it as we all make mistakes. He built an offense. He, he built the defensive front in Philly. How will he stop that defensive front with the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Michael Lombardi mentioned Bill AD's The VSIN Daily, which is free to sign up. You just go to vsin.com, you enter your email address, and you get the VSIN Daily every day. It has all of the links to everything we offer each day, including a new, what we did last year as well. If you have questions about the Super Bowl, we have the help desk ready to go. So what's going to happen here is you submit your questions at vcin.com slash help desk, and all of them are going to be categorized and galvanized. Every question will be posted there on the VEASAN Daily through a link, and then some of you, some of your questions about the Super Bowl for our experts will be posted in real time on the VEASAN Daily. So make sure you check it out. If you're wondering about how to hedge, maybe you're looking for an unusual prop or insights from one of our hosts. The VEASAN Big Game Help Desk is here for you. Just go to VEASAN.com slash help desk to check it out. We did it last year. It was a rousing success, and we'll do it again this year. As we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line, just quickly, Michael Lombardi, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. So just taking a look at the number, we'll throw it up there and we'll get into a more general conversation as we have, as you know, Michael Lombardi, plenty of time to dissect this game as we'll be there in Phoenix next week. Lombardi line live from Radio Row along with our cohorts there. But Philadelphia is one and a half. You got a total of 50 and a half. I don't know if that total jumps out at you just when you hear 50 and a half with these two teams, because we're going to get to that Eagles defensive front. Does 50 and a half feel one way or the other just off the jump? You know, my instincts is this game's going to go somewhere in the 20s, 28, 21, 27, 24. I think it's somewhere in there. So I think that's perfectly set. I think the number is is really what it is. It needs to be. I doubt if it's going to move very much. The 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 I think that will be determined if it moves slightly, ticks up. It'll be because we're getting really positive reports out of Kansas City's receivers, Tony and Smith Schuster. They need them badly. Like they're not going to be able to beat Philadelphia with a second group of receivers. They're going to need those guys, and they're going to need Willie Gay to be up and ready to play on defense. So a lot of this is going to be determined by their health. I, I think Philadelphia you know, is healthy. I know Maddox was in a boot this week, but that could be precautionary. He played last week. I didn't see him get re-injured, so that could be just they want to rest him in that situation. So I think the over-under total is a lot linked to the Chiefs' ability to see if their receivers can get in the game. As you know, uh, our buddy Ben Fox, our colleague here at VEASAN, is getting all of the hosts, producers, everybody that works at VEASAN's predictions for the Super Bowl. It's so interesting you said that because I, I won't say which side, but my total was 27-24 for one of the winners. Let's go ahead and throw up BetMGM Super Bowl handle my, map. My total, I, I put it, Ben, I put it in. Len, I put it in. Bill, I, I did it. I, everybody, I'm in there. My total was 48. Okay. So it, I'm doing quick math on mine. Mine was 50. 
<laughs> so let's uh, let's throw up the map. Let's check your geography. Can you see it there in your monitor at your office? There's the yeah. whole entire. If you want to fade the public, everybody's betting as far as state by state. Everybody's betting green. You see the Eagles. Uh, let's check your geography. What's that red state in the middle there? That looks like Kansas. That looks like it, Kansas to me. It does look like uh, that's Kansas. Dorothy's, that's Dorothy's state. You know, we love people from Kansas deeply. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's uh, all the uh, Annie M's there. Everybody right there. We got it right there. <laughs> I didn't realize you had such an affinity for the peeps in Kansas. I learned something new today. Um, but you check out the map of BetMGM as far as who's reporting what state to state. We were talking about Andy Reid. You know, it's so funny, Michael, because you think of Andy Reid, and sometimes we, a perception rules. He's a big, jolly, lovable guy. He, he's dressed in big red all the time now that he's in Kansas City. Uh, we, we see him in that punt, pass, and kick competition. You know the video that pops up every yeah, single year? Yeah, the Ram he... uniform, yeah. <laughs> he borrowed Deacon Jones's uniform to go over there as a 10-year-old, you know? Where <laughs> <laughs> he just towers over everybody. You think of him, Kansas. You think of Andy Reid as kind of a corn-fed Midwestern dude. But he's from Los Feliz, which is kind of a hippie part of Los Angeles here. I mentioned he went to BYU and then on to Green Bay and now is the fifth winningest coach of all time. Now, uh, you wrote in the look ahead a lot about it not being personal, Sonny. It's strictly business. So let's get into some of the business here. I think what you said yesterday and what you wrote about is fascinating. The Eagles are going to study the Titans tape. Now let's go back to Chiefs Titans. The Chiefs were 5-2 and two coming off a bye. They beat the Titans 20-17. to 17, But remember in that game, it was Malik Willis. He threw for 80 yards. And the Titans somehow hung, hung in there against a team that's now back in the Super Bowl. What did the Titans do that the Eagles will emulate? Well, they rushed four. They didn't have to put pressure on them. They were able to uh, disrupt their passing game. You know, they played a lot of minutes in that game, right? They played a lot of minutes in that game, but they were able to kind of disrupt him, get him sacked, put him under pressure, kind of disrupt the timing. Even though they gained yards, they were able to disrupt the timing of the game. I mean, you know, Mahomes had to throw the ball 68 times in that game. I know. 68. And for 422 yards. Now, that's taking away the sacks. They held the ball for 41-28. But here's the key. They got him into 19 third downs. 19 third downs. And the other key to the game was simply this. They, they, they forced 10 penalties on the Chiefs. The Chiefs couldn't block them. So if you're Jonathan Gannon and you're looking at this and, you know, here's what you do. You start your week. Okay, we're getting ready to play the Chiefs. All right, let me see. What do I want to do? The first thing you do when you're setting up a game plan, I'm not sure everybody on Twitter does this, but this should be the first thing you do, is you look at teams that are similar to you in style, scheme, and talent-wise. Well, that's Tennessee. Tennessee is all about their front. Right, Tennessee wins because of their defensive front. Then you want to see teams that have played the Chiefs a lot and know and how they play them. So that would be the Raiders, the Bengals, the Broncos, the Chargers. Those teams, right? You want to study those teams because you don't want to look for a team that's an outlier. You don't want to look at the Ram tape because that tape's not really going to help you because they don't play the Rams enough. So you're not going to get a real feel for that game. And then you want to see... The Colt game, for example, the Colts beat them by three at home, but that was a special teams game. The Colts won with special teams. But what do the Colts have that they pride themselves with? They play zone and they rush. And so they held the Chiefs to 315 yards. They couldn't run the ball against them, and they won the game. So that's kind of how you formulate the game plan. And once you start to see that, right, you, you start to say, okay, this is how people that know Andy and study Andy, this is how they attack them. And knowing that Jeff Laurie in the building has been with Andy for 19, how many years he's been together with him, kind of knows how Andy thinks. So he knows Andy's going to come out and run, throw the football. He knows Andy doesn't want to run it. He knows Andy wants to throw it. So if you load the box up and discourage him, he's going to throw it. And it's going to put the pressure on the offensive line. So that's kind of how, why the, to me, the Tennessee game stands out. It's off a bye. Okay. It's coming off a bye. Couldn't block him with their best players in the game, and yet they were able to get the game to overtime. I mean, it took Mahomes two runs, a 20-yard run and a 14-yard touchdown run to get it to 17-17, to then they win it in overtime. No, I'm inspired if I'm an Eagles fan and I'm listening to what you're saying right there, Michael. You, I'm going to go back. Mahomes is 43 of 68. 
Kelsey had 10 receptions for 106. Smith-Schuster, 10 for 89. Hardman, 6 for 79 and a touchdown. And they barely beat Malik Willis and a team in the Titans that, let's be fair, the Eagles are the Titans on steroids. Part of my vernacular, but you understand what I'm saying. This is a better Titans version. So no it's doubt. interesting. Much better, a much better version. I mean, they're able to, they're able to, they, they have better coverage. Their secondary is better than the Tennessee Titans. Their linebackers, you know, Tennessee's linebackers are fast. They could run, they throw the ball, they, they can, they tackle well, all those things. But it's Jeffrey Simmons. So that's Tony Hargrave, Fletcher Cox. It's that variable that's very common. And when you see that, you, you've got to say, okay, here we go. This is what we have. And I think when you look at the game, you know, you see, look, he, he, the, the Titans were one for 11 on third down in that game. They, <laughs> and yet they got the game to overtime. How, how did that right? happen? How, how, well, how, yeah, you know, when you see it, it's kind of interesting. I mean, you know, they, they moved the ball. In the second quarter, they had a five-play drive punt, three-play drive punt, seven-play drive punt. The opening drive of the game went 15 plays, 84 yards, field goal. So they only scored three points in the first half. Then the second half, interception, they missed a field goal, but it took them 10 plays to go 50 yards, right? Then they went another four-play drive punt. So, you know, I mean, it was really challenging. It was challenging for them. And then finally in the fourth quarter, they went 13 plays, 93 yards, got seven first downs on that drive, and that's when they scored a touchdown. That's how they got it. To win the game in overtime, they went 13 plays, 69 yards, and kick the field goal. So what does that tell us? It tells us no big plays. The pressure forced Mahomes to get rid of the ball. Got a lot of first downs, but they didn't get the ball into the end zone. And, and when you look at the game and you say, okay, they were two for four in the red zone. But they were in the fringe red zone. They weren't deep inside the red zone. I think that's a game that Jonathan Gannon's going to spend a lot of time modifying his talent around that and saying, okay, Andy, what are you going to do against this? Uh, it's a smart analogy by you. If I'm an Eagles backer, I'm inspired. And I remember that must have been a primetime game because I remember we Monday came in game. the next. It was a Monday yeah. night game and you were gobsmacked when we came in and talked about. Or it might have been Sunday night. I think maybe was it, it was Sunday Thursday. Night? It was a primetime game. I know it, it was a primetime we game. The next I think day. it was a Thursday. I, I think it, no, it was a Sunday night game. It was a okay. Sunday night game. We were on the next day, and Michael was gobsmacked by Vrabel and what the Titans were able to do to the Chiefs. That should inspire Eagles fans and backers. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, VSIN pros made a lot of money this football season, and we're looking to make some cash for the big game. So we introduce you for $9.99. Introductory offer. It's not going to last long. VSIN.com slash subscribe. You're going to get this, and you're going to get everything we offer. Pro Tools, we've talked about Michael's exclusive articles. They're all there. The betting guides on every sport, comprehensive. Pro picks, pro tips. Everything's there. VSIN.com slash subscribe. You can sign up right now for $9.99 including our buddy Thomas Gable, who's under the weather, but he gives his college basketball plays, which I send over to Elliot. Those are there pretty much daily. So again, insiders giving you picks over at vison.com slash subscribe. We're going to take a little detour in about 13 minutes. We're going to talk to Thor Nystrom from the Senior Bowl coming up in just a little bit. What we'll do before we talk to Thor, last couple of minutes of this segment, Michael, I'll kind of give you an opportunity to tell us about the Senior Bowl. But before we do... Let's discuss uh, a key matchup in the Super Bowl coming up in a week and a day here, and that is the Chiefs' offensive line against this Eagles' defensive front. We just talked about the defensive front of the Titans. Well, this one's better, and that is the Eagles' defensive front. Why don't we start with the Chiefs' offensive line? The last time we saw the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, this was an issue. Right. Well, you know, when they went to the Super Bowl in 19, uh, the Buffalo game and the conference championship game, Eric Fisher, their left tackle, got injured and didn't play. So they had to move Mike Reimers over to left tackle. Andrew Wiley stayed at right guard, right tackle. And then they had a combination. Uh, uh, Stefan Wisniewski was one of their guards. I mean, it was kind of a mixed match of all sorts of kind of backup players. And Tampa just destroyed them up front. They had Patrick Mahomes. They lost 31-9. to So, you know, for everybody that tells you that Mahomes will work around the line – Remind yourself he lost 31-9 to in a Super Bowl to that team. After that game, you know, Reed said enough is enough, right? So he goes out and he, and, and, and he goes gives Joe Tooney a record contract for an offensive guard, a really good player. 
He he goes and trades for Orlando Brown and makes him the franchise player. Then he drafts Creed Humphreys and, and Trey Smith at, as center and guard. And then now he's got his linebacker. But what jumps out when you watch tape of these teams is this line doesn't typically always play to the level that they've been drafted to or that they have been paid to. And that's been the weakness of their team as you watch them. I mean, Cincinnati rushes three at times and was getting pressure. Like Cincinnati didn't really have any issue. Now, Mahomes moved around and made some plays. Heck, Jacksonville was getting pressure, but Mm -hmm. Mahomes moved around and made some plays. So... I just think, to me, this will be one of the best defensive fronts I think the Chiefs are going to play against all year. Now, I think Tennessee's front's good, but Tennessee's front doesn't have the depth nor the, 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 the talent at every position that this line does. I, I can't find another line as good as Philadelphia that they faced other than Cincinnati. And we know Cincinnati has given them trouble. Cincinnati gives them trouble. Buffalo's line, they lost to Buffalo. You know, Buffalo's defensive front is not as good as this, right? The Raiders' defensive front in the first game they played is not as good as this line. Max Crosby is great, but this is not as good as this line. This line has depth, and and I think ultimately that's the issue is if the Eagles win, if you're playing the Eagles and laying the point and a half, you're saying the Eagles' defensive front's going to win this game. If you're saying the Chiefs are going to win, you're saying Andy Reid's going to manage the front well enough and Mahomes is going to make plays. Okay, I get that. I think if you go back and watch the game two years ago, it was a different game, right? So when they played back in, when they played back in 2000, and I want to say 21 in the in the in the regular season in Week Four of the regular season, that Eagle team was a different team than than they are right now. And the Chiefs are a different team, right? The Eagles are the Eagles were really more stuck in zone. They didn't really diversify their portfolios much in terms of defensively. And let's be clear, the Eagle offensively were, was not the six back attack. They were more of we're going to try to throw it, run West Coast. They didn't really change until that. So I'm not sure that game carries as much merit moving forward. Tooney and Humphrey were second team all pro. The Chiefs offensive front allowed 26 sacks. That's third in the NFL. But let's go back to something you said about what the Titans did effectively against the Chiefs. They got pressure with four. They didn't have to bring extra. Well, what have you been harping on about the Eagles with Graham and Hargrave and Sweat and Reddick, of course, all year? They're record-breaking as far as what they're doing by not bringing an extra, no blitzing, no nothing. They're just getting pressure. That's how good they are up front, and that could give the Chiefs problems just like the Titans did. Right. Now, when you go back and watch that game in Philadelphia, uh, the first uh, first, uh, weekend in October of 2021, I mean, this game was... The, you could, they couldn't stop the Chiefs. Chiefs opened the game up. They scored three touchdowns in a row. Then they threw an interception. Then they scored another touchdown. And, and then they come back, and they scored two more touchdowns in the fourth quarter. They only had eight possessions in the game the last time the Eagles played them. They had wow. eight possessions in the game, and they scored four touchdowns in those eight possessions. And they, only, they never punted, and they only had an interception. Actually, they had seven possessions because the, last, the eighth possession, they got the ball back with four seconds to go in the game. Think about that. So that, that, that's come a long way, right? That's come a long way from where they are. And that's how the Chiefs were able. And Mahomes was at his greatest. I mean, he, you know, they were 9 for 10 on third down in that game against Jonathan Gannon. 9 for 10. And Mahomes only had to throw it 30 times. They ran it for 200 yards in the game. But they were able to control the game, and they forced Philly to play from behind. And then Jalen Hurts had a – you know, he was sacked three times in a game. He played well. He threw it 48 times. But they just couldn't play catch-up. I'm going to ask you this way. Chiefs offensive line versus this Eagles defensive front, is it a massive advantage for the Eagles? Moderate advantage? Where do you put it? I think it's a moderate advantage. I think it's 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 a, it's – their tackles have to play really well. I think that's where the game's going to be. Orlando Brown has to play and handle power. He's got to play really well. You know, now, when I talk about that game in 21, right, you know who's not in that game this week coming up, right? Who's that? Tyreek Hill. In the I've game in 21 where they never punted and they scored seven of the, uh, six of the seven possessions, he had 11 catches for 186 yards and three touchdowns. You, now he's gone. Kelsey only had four catches for 23, right? It was a one-man show that day, and Gannon didn't take out the show. He didn't take out the showstopper. 
So that's got that's not the same team, and neither are the Eagles the same team. They're not the same team. They they are more of a six back attack than they were then. I've heard of the cheetah. He's pretty good. Uh, are those either the DC or the OC in Philadelphia? There's a couple jobs still open. Are they going to get looks after all this kind of settles down as far as head coaching uh, uh, jobs? I would. I heard that. Well, Shane Steichen today is interviewing with the Colts, and then I think okay. once the Colts conclude that interview, they are going to bring three people back for the third round of interviews, and to see where that goes. Then I don't know about Arizona. I've asked a lot of people about Arizona, and nobody has an answer on that. It could be Jonathan Gannon, Monty Ossendorf, the, the general manager now, is very close with Nick Cesario. I think if Nick was Nick was down to two people in Houston, D'Amico Ryan's and Jonathan Gannon. And he picked Ryan's, obviously, you know, having such a great season. So I think that could influence Arizona, but it's anybody's guess. I, I think it's a guess at this point. And, and one thing is, you know, the, the NFL doesn't want you making announcements during the week of the Super Bowl. Like, they don't want to steal any thunder from the Super Bowl. So if the Cardinals are going to make a decision now, the Chiefs, the, the Colts are saying we're going to wait till after the Super Bowl to make ours, Right. If they, don't, if they don't make a decision now, maybe the Eagles' two coordinators are going to be the guys that get the final remaining jobs. I get the impression the second interview with Jim Irsay and Jeff Saturday is done with like a six-pack, some sweatpants I don't know on, if he'll and a be T-shirt. That, that'll be the interesting thing, Patrick, because they have told – I don't think – I've been told from people involved that he's not, he's not in this as much as people think he is, that they understand it. Again, until he's no longer the coach, you have to consider him still the favorite. You can just see Jeff Saturday with his resume, like putting a line through, gave up the biggest lead in the history of the NFL. Put, I'll put a line Well, but he's that. been around Hall of Fame players, Patrick, so I think you could excuse I, him for that. And I he's think been I heard around, that. And he's been, yeah, and oh, he's yeah. been on a lot of great teams, and he knows it. Even though he, he does, he's one of the few individuals that doesn't need to serve an apprenticeship, which I understand. I mean, I get that. Well, the reason I think I heard about Saturday being around all pro players and Hall of Famers is because he told us incessantly. That's how I had heard that. Hey, we're yeah. going to tra- we're going to transition cuz of course plenty of time on the Super Bowl. We're going to talk to Thor Nystrom about the Senior Bowl Qu- quickly in a minute. Senior Bowl. What does it mean to an evaluator? Well, I mean, it's such a different game now, right? So it used to be the coaching staff from an AFC and NFC went down there and they coached the teams. Now they kind of have – they put some coaches at the Shrine game. They, they, don't, have co- they don't have head coaches. They've, they're trying to develop minority coaches as head coaches, so they played to push them in there, which is a great thing. But it's, it's hard to really see – I was talking to some people down there. I'll be interested to hear what Thor says. The practices weren't very intense. They were kind of more of a, I don't want to call them a walkthrough, but that's, you can gain a lot of knowledge from watching kids, how they behave and prepare down there at those games and what they do and respond to the level of competition that they face. Mobile, Alabama. My you assumption ever been, is Patrick? Been, no, I'm, I was going to say my assumption is you've been plenty. Yes. Too many times, yeah, too many times. But I will say this, you know, that's where Mardi Gras started. So that it's always, this time Whoa. of the year, it's always kind of interesting to be down there. Careful now, this is a family show. The Bears have the number one pick. Poles, Eberflus, they're all there. We'll find out what they're thinking next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears, <laughs> crying. Tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM. You can bet on Michael's 76ers over at BetMGM. Place a one game parlay wager. Bet the over. Four legs. Bet the over. <laughs> or more. And if you miss one leg, you're going to receive up to $25 back in bonus bets. Just opt in to this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. Again, BetMGM, the NBA one-game parlay wager. Four legs or more, you might want to mix in an over, says Michael Lombardi. Again, you can get money back. 1-800-GAMBLER, promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Thor Nystrom is going to join us. He is, I think he's dreaming of Mobile, Alabama. He just returned to Minnesota where it's 65 degrees cooler. As we say hi to Thor, you can find Thor, fantasypros.com. They do a great job covering the draft, and Thor was down in Mobile. Uh, First off, thanks for joining us, Thor. Appreciate it. Uh, Why don't we start here? I do know that the Chicago Bears brass, including Ryan Poles and their head coach, Matt Eberflus, were down there. Any buzz on what they were thinking with that number one overall pick? They're fielding offers, and yeah, they sent the whole cavalry down. The offensive coordinator was one of the coaches on one of the staffs too, and 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 like you mentioned, the key decision makers were down there. Their field, I mean, they're listening to everybody. But I think there's a better shot now than maybe I thought heading into the process that the Bears could end up staying at one. But they're absolutely going to go through their due diligence here over the next month and a half. They're listening. I mean, from being down there, Thor, uh, obviously all the focus and concentration is on the quarterbacks and how people evaluate the quarterbacks. Do you get a sense that there is a consensus number one quarterback coming out so far in the draft? Or do you think these opinions are going to vary as we have seen since the season, college season concluded? I, I don't think there's a consensus. I, I, I think if you looked around at the 32 different boards, you're not going to get 32 the, of the same answers there. Some of the teams, as you know, like Will Levis, maybe a little bit more than I would like him if I was sitting in that chair. Uh, obviously, probably the majority of teams right now have Bryce Young, but I think there's even a few teams that might look at C.J. Stroud, but there's no consensus with the 32 teams. You know, I, the reason I asked that question is because I've I've yet to hear from the people I talk to in the league that have been on the road, that putting boards together, that, that have Bryce Young as the number one. Now, everybody in the betting world has Bryce Young going number one, but, you know, it, it, it's rare for a young man at 190 pounds, under six feet tall, that he's going to be the first pick over on the draft. I, I just find that hard because if we've learned anything from the 2022 season is durability is huge for pro quarterbacks. And I'm not saying Bryce Young is not durable. What I'm saying is his body may not be durable. Sure is. Yeah. And, and you know, you look at the mock drafts and you see some of these projected trades up to number one. And, and one of them that you see sometimes is the Colts moving up to number one and taking Bryce Young. Lance Zierlein had a great uh, tidbit in, in one of his recent columns about how he was in the Colts war room and he saw their height threshold at quarterback and it was six one. Bryce Young ain't getting anywhere near six one. So unless that threshold has changed, 
I don't know if he's going to end up with the Colts. And the Colts aren't the only team that have a size threshold at quarterback, as you know, Mike. So it'll be really interesting to see which are the ones they're willing to go with sort of, sort of uh, through an uncharted territory here with Bryce Young and, and which ones are, no, we're not going to do it because of the size. Uh, I mean, not to interrupt, Patrick, but I think no, it's please. really important. What, what I think people don't understand about the draft process is there are grading systems. And the draft is about elimination, not finding. And the reason you have a grading system and you have to develop a grading system around your team is because you want to eliminate players that don't fit the criteria, right? Now, there's always exceptions, but if you, be, if you start to make exceptions, you become a team of exceptions. And so what, what you have to do is have a standardized, systematic approach to evaluation. And if a player doesn't meet your standard, that doesn't mean he can't get a good grade. It just means he can't get an elite grade. And that's always been the concern. And when you extend yourself and you go for Tua over Herbert, when if you have standards, you don't do those decisions because Tua doesn't meet the requirements. I think that's really important for bettings to understand as they kind of start to make bets on who will be the first pick overall. It's a great point. Yeah. Well, let's do this then. Thor Nystrom joining us. Fantasy Pros was down in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. I want you two to go back and forth on a certain player. Will Levis took a step back in my estimation this past year. He was inaccurate on the deep throws. A guy that accuracy is discussed, Thor, that is Anthony Richardson, the quarterback as far as Florida. Now, just looking at him, he's prototypical. What was the buzz on Anthony Richardson down at the Senior Bowl? Well, you, you get a huge band of outcomes on Anthony Richards. And there's some guys that we know, you know, I mean, whether teams have them in their threshold or not, but Bryce Young is going to go fairly high. Will Levis is probably going to go fairly high. Depending on the guy that you talk to, you'll get a different answer on Richardson. Some guys think he'll end up in the top 20. Some evaluators will tell you to your face, this guy, he shouldn't go before the late second round. So you have this huge band of outcomes. I think that stuff is still sort of up in the air with him because he hasn't gotten a chance to start his process yet. Wasn't at these all-star games. Obviously hasn't gone to the combine yet or had his pro day. He's one of those guys who's going to blow the roof off every time he's in front of those guys. Whether he ends up testing, we've seen a lot of the athletic quarterbacks in recent years not do the athletic testing. But even if he gets to showcase his arm, as you guys know, the guy's got a bazooka. Yeah, here's what's going to happen for Anthony Richardson. There's going to be certain people that understand how uh, the quarterback, that can evaluate the quarterback, that sees Anthony Richardson and says, I can fix this, this, and this, and if we run this offense, he can be really effective. Now, let's be clear here. Anthony Richardson's pro career at Florida, and I'm a huge Anthony Richardson fan. I think he should have gone back for another year. But his tape at Florida is nowhere near as good as Lamar Jackson's tape. Nowhere near as good. Right. Mm. There's moments, but it's never as consistent as Lamar. And Lamar had to wait 31 picks before he got selected. So it's going to take somebody who sees what they can do with Anthony Richardson and how they can make Anthony Richardson. And then, Thor, I think it's going to really come down to what type of kid is Anthony Richardson. If he's got Jalen Hurts's kind of mindset and work ethic, he's going to go higher in the draft. If he's kind of known to be not the hardest worker, thinks he's got it, you know, kind of entitled, he's going to slip. Mike, your point's really well taken. Lamar Jackson at Louisville, he came out of the Earhart Perkins system, as you know, the offensive system. He was well-versed with a system that the, the Patriots were already running and several other teams around the NFL and wanted to beat you from the pocket first. The athleticism obviously jumped off the screen, and that's what people started to latch on to. But Lamar Jackson came into the league more advanced as a passer than most people gave him credit for during the process. And your point's also really well taken with Anthony Richardson. He, he has not played in the, in the pro style, the prototypical type offenses, and you haven't seen the same kind of accuracy, the same kind of acumen downfield in all three layers of the field that you saw with Lamar Jackson at Louisville. Michael, Lamar Jackson has the worst PR of all time. Your son, Matt, was on the staff at Louisville. Lamar Jackson was run running a pro-style offense. Like, it's unbelievable like how, yeah. how the I PR mean, has changed about him. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, I mean, and, and Petrino had him. I mean, Petrino's a pro-style yeah. coach. So, you know, and, and like I've said, but, but again, quarterbacks are like baseball stadiums. If you don't tailor your offense to the quarterback, if you don't make it so that you're highlighting his strengths, which the Ravens, to me, have never done. To me, he wants Lamar wants to throw the ball in the middle of the field. Lamar needs two tight ends. When he had Hayden Hurst and he had Mark Andrews, that's when he had his best season. He's got to throw the ball inside. He's got to be under center more, which he was at Louisville. And I think Anthony Richardson's going to need to see that. Now, what helps Anthony Richardson is his ego offense, this six-back approach. He's a big man, Anthony Richardson, and he's fast. 
Now you got to get him to throw the football, or he's going to be like Justin Fields, typically just a runner. And I think that's the conversation the Bears have to have with themselves. Are we going to are we in the six back forever, or are we going to change, or are we just going to fix that? I think that's where it's got to go. Hey Thor, let me ask you this: We got two minutes to go. You went down to Mobile when when you're flying back home. What stood out to you? Were there a couple of players that surprised you or just some kind of side notes that stuck out to you when you were down there? Yeah, a couple of them. Tajay Spears, I'd say, was probably the big winner on offense uh, from the week to Tulane running back. We knew that kid was super explosive yeah, um, co- love him. coming into the week. Yeah, he's a one-cut runner in, in the open field who doesn't sort of uh, tip-tap-toe into his cuts. Like, he, he is so sudden, and he's coming forward all the time. Some of these running backs dance a little bit more. Tajay Spears never dances, but he had a couple questions on his evaluation coming in. He answered every single one. Some people thought he was too small, listed at 190 earlier in his career, 195 last year. He told us he was up to 197 for the bowl game against USC, then added seven pounds in training. He weighs in at 204. Then he goes out on the field and shows that the, his movement isn't affected whatsoever by that, that little bit of weight gain. And then another question on his evaluation, coming in was the passing game acumen whether it was receiving or whether it was pass blocking Tulane didn't throw him the ball very much and he didn't seem to be a good uh, pass blocker on tape that that part of his game we'll still see but the receiving part of it he went into mobile and really impressed people with his fluidity in the receiving game running the routes he was snapping people off getting getting linebackers going one way and then he, he you know he cut the other way and be wide open and then the ball skills as well I didn't, I didn't I don't remember seeing Tajay Spears drop one ball all those guys were dropping balls. I don't remember him doing that. Huge, huge you win know, from this. You know, for running back store, it's, it's block, catch, run. If you can't block, you can't catch because you, they're never getting you on the field. So if he showed he could block, his stock's rising. That Tulane offense and spear is so much fun Great. to watch all awesome. year. Thor Nystrom, stay warm, awesome. buddy. Appreciate Thanks, you. Thor. Fantasy Appreciate Pros. com for all the information. Appreciate it, Thor. Nice Thank of you to join us. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk legacy, and that is Tom Brady, you heard of him, and Patrick Mahomes next here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.